Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. What an amazing opportunity we as Christ followers have. What am I talking about? We have the great privilege of bringing the life and eternity-changing message to people far from God. What a privilege that is. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, we read this, Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Here we're called to make the most of the opportunity, the life that God has given us. That's what that word opportunity means there. It is the specific epic error, time frame of our life. We're called to make the most of this life in relationship to outsiders. As we interact with outsiders, make the most of it. Paul explained it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. He said, we are ambassadors for Christ. I'm sure that you understand this concept of ambassadorship. Uh, if you were called upon by the President of the United States to be an ambassador for the United States to, let's say, the nation of Spain, you would be asked to go there and live in that nation, and uh, you would live in a diplomatic uh, home, uh, an area there, and the flag of the United States would fly over that, uh, that area, and it would be considered a piece of the United States. And you would be there representing your country, representing your president and his wishes to that specific country. Well, uh, our country is heaven. Uh, our king is Jesus. And he has left us here, not in Spain specifically, but in this earth, wherever you are, wherever I am, <clears throat> excuse me, and we are, are his representatives, and the scripture says that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. What does that mean? Well, uh, we are serving God and serving people to see them reconciled to God, be brought back into relationship with God, and we've been given the word of reconciliation. Uh, the word of reconciliation is that good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Put another way, Jesus said it as he was ascending back to heaven. He said uh, that uh, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will be witnesses. You will have the power of the Holy Spirit that will enable you to be his, Jesus' witnesses. And a witness is someone that simply tells what they have seen and heard and experienced. And uh, as Christ followers, we have seen and heard and experienced the good news of Jesus Christ. He has brought us into His family, His eternal family. And so we witness to that fact to others who have not yet come to relationship with the Almighty God. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God for salvation. There is our message, the good news, the gospel of Christ, the good news that Jesus came and he died to pay for the sins of those who would believe in him, that he actually died and was buried and that he rose again on the third day. He is not a dead martyr, but he is a living, risen 
uh, God, King of kings and Lord of lords. He is our mediator. He is the one that uh, pleads on the on our behalf to God. He is the one that paid the penalty for our sins so that we can be forgiven. That is the good news. That's the gospel. That's the message that has been entrusted to us. Now, think about it this way. As we engage outsiders, and that's what we're talking about here, engaging outsiders, outsiders being those outside of the faith, outside of a relationship with Almighty God, as we engage them, uh, we are looking for open doors for the Word. Now, I want you to see uh, and hear what Paul says here in Colossians chapter 4 again, verse 2. Devote yourselves to prayer keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Now, this is very important that you hear this. Praying, verse 3 says, praying at the same time for us as well, that God will open up to us a door for the Word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ, for which I have also been imprisoned, that I may make it clear in the way that I ought to speak. Here is some important uh, Uh, help and information that we need to know as we uh, look to engage outsiders in this mission that God has given us of being His witnesses, of being His ambassadors. Uh, What can we learn from this passage? Well, first of all, we can learn that prayer is a major key. Uh, Paul says, devote, and that's a steadfastly devote yourselves to prayer. And he says, pray for us that God will open up a door. There is, there is uh, some insight into specific prayer requests that we should pray over. Pray that God will open doors for us. You know, we don't go out there kicking in doors. We don't go out there um, uh, trying to help God. But we rely on Almighty God and we say, God, uh, I, I'm friends with these people that don't know you. I'm interacting with these people that don't know you. I'm living, I'm trying to live, and I'm living my life in obedience to you in front of these people. Uh, and, and I want to share the gospel. Would you open their hearts? Would you open them up? Would you present an open door, an opportunity to share the gospel with them? Uh, so prayer is a major key. But uh, when the door opens, we have to verbalize the gospel. He says, pray that, uh, that the door will open, that we can speak forth the mystery of Christ. Mystery of Christ is another way of saying the gospel of Christ. Uh, he's, he's talking about speaking forth that verbalization of the gospel. It's not enough just to live our lives in front of people uh, and to show people the gospel, but we've got to speak the gospel as well. It has to be verbalized. They have to hear it. They have to understand it in order to respond to it in faith. And it's God that opens the door. And it's God that uh, uses the words of the gospel that as he uses us to speak them, he uses those words to change their lives. It's all about the work that God does. We are in an instrument there that God wants to use. And so we, we must learn to pray uh, for open doors. And then we must be willing to open, walk through those open doors and open our mouths and speak forth this powerful message. It is, as we saw earlier in Romans 1.16, the power of God. The gospel, the message is the power of God. It is not in our presentation. It is not in our uh, charismatic uh, personality. 
Um, It's not in our methodology. The power is in the message. I want to drive that home. I want you to understand that as we tell them that Jesus died for them to pay for their sins, that Jesus is the one that can forgive them of their sins, that, that God will give them the faith to believe. Uh, as we share that word, that word is the word of God is the power here. And, and it's not on us to make it happen. It is on us to be faithful and to open our mouth and to verbalize it and, and let the lion out of the cage and the lion will do the job. And the lion is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, uh, when we look in Philippians chapter 2, and, and, and it's a great passage there. In, in verses 14 to 16, we get some more insight into how to engage these outsiders with the message of the, of the good news of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God, above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation." among whom you appear or shine as lights in the world, holding fast or holding forth the word of life. So here is uh, some very important points here. We shine as lights in the midst of a dark and crooked uh, generation. What does that mean to shine as lights? It means that that the godly character of our lives uh, uh, shows through. That, 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 that people can see the reality of, of a changed life in us, that people can see the reality of Jesus Christ and what He's doing in our lives. Our lives shine in the darkness. It contrasts the darkness in other people's lives that don't know the Lord, the darkness of sin and all that it does. But, but because Jesus came by His grace and mercy and changed us, uh, Jesus will, will shine through us. He will shine through us as as we live our lives. And that gives the opportunity to hold fast or hold forth the word of life. Hold forth. Again, speaking forth. That word, hold forth there, is translated from two separate words that come to form one in the original language that the New Testament was written. Epi is forth. Echo is to have, to hold, uh, steadfast adherence to. So we have, we hold, we have a steadfast adherence adherence to the word of life, to the gospel, and we hold it forth. We hold forth what we steadfastly adhere to, what we already have, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are called to do that, to hold forth. Now, uh, I I wrap up this this, uh, um, episode here today looking at 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, and it says this, But sanctify or set apart Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that lies in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. There is powerful words from from, uh, 1 Peter chapter uh, 3, verse 15. And there's four things here that I want you to notice as we close this podcast. Four directives for engaging outsiders. First of all, sanctify Christ as Lord. In other words, acknowledge Jesus as the director, the master, the Lord of our life. It is Him that gives us the power. It is Him that does the work in us and does the work through us. So we start by acknowledging the Lordship of Christ in our life. But then is secondly, always be ready. Be prepared. 
always be prepared to engage the outsider. Uh, how do we do that? Well, first, we're studying the Word. We're letting God grow us in the Word, of course. But then we have a prayerful sensitivity to those open doors we were talking about. Always be ready. Always be on duty. Always be ready and willing when God opens a door and we've been prepared in the Word of God, be ready to give an answer to those. Uh, And the third thing is be ready to make a defense, an explanation, an answer of the hope in you. Make that defense. And it's not talking about being defensive, but be ready to give a good explanation, a witness for what God does. And then the fourth thing is with gentleness and reverence, with meekness. That's power under control, uh, uh, that we don't overwhelm them, but there's a humility there, a gentleness. And reverence is the fear of God, respect, reverence and respect. That As you respect God, you're respecting them. Give an answer with gentleness. Give an answer with re, uh, uh, respect toward God and respect toward the person that you're speaking to. Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Are you ready to engage outsiders with the good news of Jesus Christ? Are you ready to make a defense, an explanation to people? Uh, Are you willing to do it in the right way with gentleness and respect to the person um, that, that you're speaking with? We have the greatest message in the world. Let's not keep it to ourselves. As we engage people, as we befriend them, as we show them the reality of Christ through our authentic living, uh, we pray that God gives us an open door and then we walk through it to give them that wonderful message of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.